0: What's accurate is that this match is generation versus generation. I am not here to kill Dustin Rhodes. I'm here to kill the Attitude Era. My entire lot, my whole class of peers has been compared to these gilded late 90s through the early 2000s for over a decade. And it's an utter sham. Sure. You paved the roads for us, but gosh, you set the speed markers at 35 because you are terrified of any of us putting our foot down on the pedal. You mean to tell me some pissant bodybuilder making every match a no DQ, meandering around the crowd, throwing the jib cam at his opponent, compares with a Kenny Okada match? Or some bra and panty spectacular can match up with what the women did last September 1st? or even Dwayne, as electric as it was, rhyming and raising, was it really better than what punk said sitting on that stage? <laughs> Listen, I am the least roads of the roads. but they gave me a pair of boots. I've got the basics. When you do something to death, when you ride something to death, that's literally what happens when that animal can't go anymore and it falls out on the trail and you can feel the tension in its eyes and its fluttered breaths of panic and it knows it's going to die and it wants to die you don't just leave it because you love it you pull from the hip You roll your fingers on the steel of the chamber. You pull the hammer back. You do not anticipate the recoil. And you blow it away. Like I said, I love my brother.
1: Hello, you're listening to Wrestling Newspaper FM. I am your host, Daniel, and today, as ever, I am joined by Danny. Danny, good morning to you. How are you doing? are daniel Sam? Oh, yeah. Big announcement coming out, well, from the both of us, really. It's official, Danny. Where are we? Well, not official. Well, it is, I suppose.
2: Where are we going in January? Well, you finally managed to grind me down and convince me to go to Tokyo um, for New Japan, the Wrestle Kingdom show on January 4th, and probably many other indies while we're there. Yep, DDT, All
1: Japan, Big Japan, Small Japan, Medium Japan. We will be at all the big indie shows inside and outside of Corican Hall. But more importantly, we will be, is it Wrestle Kingdom 14? Is it 14 this year? It is, mates. We will be there for the first two-day Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom spectacular. I can't wait. As Danny said, I've been trying to convince him to come
2: for... About a week. <laughs> um, me and Neil. It's really not. It was before it was before we went to Mania this year. I only decided
1: that I was definitely going, really, when we got back from WrestleMania.
2: You have you can understand you keep asking me if I like noodles.
1: <laughs> you will do by the time we get back from Japan. Um, but yeah, so Wrestle Kingdom, we will be going. Danny, you're in charge of the vlog. While we are there. So I'm sure we'll get some excellent footage for you all. It'll be better than the one that I did at WrestleMania, as Danny is a pro at this sort of stuff. Um, really- but yeah.
2: <laughs> is Chris coming? He is. He's um, got 100%. He's 100%. Spoke to him last night. Um, so it'll be the young ones and the old ones. Well, I don't know. Neil's like
1: 31 now, isn't he? I'm the only one left in late 20s.
2: All right. Stop rubbing it in.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so that should be good, the four of us For Wrestle Kingdom next year Um, Yeah, it's going to be a nice change I think from Wrestlemania We've been to, well, Wrestlemania year after year now It'll be good to go to one of these big shows And the show will actually live up to the trip
2: we'll oh, I'm, finally... still, I'm still there, uh, I'm still going to Mania Yeah, no, I'll, I'll still probably
1: go to Wrestlemania But that, that's more for like I don't know. WrestleMania isn't just for the WrestleMania show, which I don't know. No, if you it's go for just not,
2: the I WrestleMania think, show. I think good times with good friends and everyone being away. It's like it's like a massive away day, isn't it? When you go to the football and everyone's there, you go into every bar and there's always wrestling shirts and yeah, it's good fun.
1: Yeah, because the, the WrestleMania side of it is usually shite. So um right, so let's get into something else, Danny. Last night I'm trying to tackle. I'm tackling these events for people who we should have really said what this show will be. We will be reviewing the Crockett Cup, the sensational Crockett Cup and Impact Rebellion from Sunday evening. So that's what we'll be discussing today. However, we're going to start by talking about something from last night. Well, I think it was from the night before, but you sent me this, Danny, while I was watching Rebellion. The Cody Rhodes promo for double or nothing now if you haven't seen this promo you need to go and see it he Danny talked to me about this promo you were the one who first sent me the link to it thanks very much for that it was fantastic
2: yeah it really was I I think I sent it to you saying um, or I tweeted it out saying um, this is one of the best promos I've seen in years Um, and what I tended to get back from it um was that a lot of WWE fans were saying, oh, another ex-bitter WWE guy taking shots at Triple H and and The Rock. Um now, as you know, I am not at all in any way, shape, or form against WWE. I don't you know, I, I don't moan about it, I don't go on about it. However, I think these people have got to realize that there's content needed for this interview, uh, for this promo, sorry, and it's relevant. It's building a storyline. It doesn't mean that Cody's actually bitter. In fact, if you listen to a lot of what he says, he's far from bitter about the WWE. Um, He always thanks them for giving the opportunity and talks great length about respect for that company. However, He's trying to do something different, um, and this promo started with talking about him and Dustin and their relationship, and the relationship with the father. They linked it into um, the uh, a biblical passage um, or a parable, and it it was from the heart. He didn't miss a beat. You could they say uh, the the eyes are the windows to the soul, and just by the way. He he was talking. You could have actually switched the volume off on that interview, and it would have still, <laughs> it would have still been a good, uh, a good promo. Just for the fact the way he used his body, it was very, um, it it, it was it was very direct, and it was very meaningful to him. And you could tell that just by looking looking at his eyes. Fan, absolutely fantastic. The best promo for me since Punk sat on the stage. Um, Which he alluded to in the
1: promo, but yeah, as I say, Danny, I, like like you said, I was thinking about this last night. I don't Cody Rhodes. He might think what some of what he said, but I think it's more these guys, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. They're known for knowing their fan base. They know how a lot of their fan base might think towards WWE. It doesn't necessarily mean that's how they think, but Absolutely obviously they're good correct. at Absolutely knowing correct. what's relevant. Do you know what I mean? Like with Cody, with Cody, he said on podcast before, Triple H sent him a text when he won the ROH world title saying congratulations. Um, He has a good relationship with WWE, maybe not as much now, but do you know what I mean? I don't think he's got any bitterness towards WWE. That might change over the course of the next few years. However, but obviously he's probably just chuffed that they allowed Dustin to leave WWE because they could have gone down the Luke Harper road where they didn't want him to leave.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and does, does Dustin Rhodes in 2019 play a significant part in WWE? No, he doesn't. Um, and less so than Luke Harper. I, I think, um, th- they've, been, they've been courteous to WWE to the needs of Goldust because he's been with them for god knows how long. Um, but you, you're absolutely spot on in what you say there, Cody in the books know what their fans want. And a lot of their fans are disillusioned WWE fans. They start out as WWE fans. And um yeah, they've 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 tuned right into what they wanted. Yeah, it's like I love the
1: whole attitude here and thing because I don't know if I'm just speaking from personal experience, but I we've all had friends, I've certainly had friends who I'll still be watching WWE in what, 2014, 2015 time. And they'll be sat, I'll watch the pay-per-view with them, and they're like, oh, back in 2000, uh, The Rock would have come out, there'd have been loads of run-ins, there'd have been loads of drama to end the show, and instead it's just some guy wins the match. I want chairs, I want tables, I want thumbtacks. And it's just, do you know what I mean? I feel like that, I, that Attitude Era crop of fans were never going to last. And they might, I no. like I have a lot of friends who just watched the Royal Rumble and they'll be like, oh, that. Like I think they was talking about this Royal last year's Royal Rumble, and one of them messaged me saying, oh, this Royal Rumble this year was rubbish. There was no big returns from the two thousands. That's why I watch it. And to me, if that's why you watch it, then you're wasting your time. There's only so many times you can bring these people out, and the ones that they do bring back, usually after a few weeks, they're just into the background anyway. They don't have the freedom that they used to have with promos in WWE. So it doesn't necessarily click like it would have done. Put it this way, yeah. Scotty Too potty and Grandmaster Sexy, they, they probably wouldn't have been as over in 2019 as they were in 2000. You just need to look at a, a no way Jose for something like that.
2: No, but, well, I, I, as somebody who lived through the Attitude Era, who was um, watching both WCW and WWE, let me tell you, the, the wrestling... Especially on WWE shows, was god awful. Um, for the for the major- majority of them, what WWE specialized in was putting on great main events. Um, at their pay per views, and there was a lot of overbooking, but it was stuff at that point that we had not seen before. Um, you know, uh, th- this was quite new. All this, all this run-ins and these run-in after run-in, what have you. It was still quite new at the time. So. But the problem was with WCW that was the complete opposite. The main events were usually absolutely terrible, but the undercards were fantastic. Um, so that's where you saw a great deal of your your real wrestling was via the cruiserweights WCW, around the likes of Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, and then obviously you had ECW as well. Which, looking back on ECW, I, I've gone through quite a, a few of the old episodes, and as Good as it is, and it was magic in a bottle at that time. There was a lot of really poor matches. Um, I don't think we have that now, even in WWE. I think it's, uh, it, it, it's, you, you're still getting good quality matches. might not be on Raw every week. It might not be always on SmackDown. But if you have a look at the lesser shows, the NXT 205 Live you do get good week in and week out. You get good matches being produced by WWE. So as I say, I think the the attitude here of fans, as you said, they would only have a short term. It was a boom that happened in wrestling, and it become mainstream for a little while. Those fans are always going to come in and then float away. Yeah,
1: definitely. So yeah, if you're not seeing that Cody Rhodes promo, go and check it out on YouTube. I'm sure you will have heard it by now. Is coming into my head now, I'm going to stick it at the start of the show. So, by now, yeah. you will have heard that Cody Rhodes promo. Absolutely amazing promo. So, well done for Cody for that. And it makes me interested in a match that I probably wouldn't... I wouldn't have mind watching it, but now I have interest in that match that I would not have had before, which is the whole point of promos. So... Um, can
2: I ask, just on that, mate, can I ask you a very quick question? Um, have you seen any of the uh, build-up on the um, AEW, the, the road to um, Double or Nothing? No, I won't watch it,
1: because if I watch it now, I'll have forgotten about it by me. I've got all the episodes ready to watch, and probably what I'll do a couple of days before the show, I'll probably just go through it all in a big block. I can't, Do you know what I mean? If I watch 10 minutes or something, I'll have forgotten. There's not much wrestling to watch. I'll have forgotten about it. So... Yeah. I'll be watching that nearer the time. There's no point for me watching something before we go to WrestleMania, and then two months later having to. This is a problem. Like, do you know what I mean? It being such a big gap, but they won't probably won't have a gap as big as a, again after this. Oh no, no, so definitely not. It's just people are saying, "Oh, there's there's not as much momentum behind AEW as there was in January." Well, no shit, because <laughs> they've not had a show since January. I was thinking this last night. I thought, can you believe this, Danny? unless I've forgotten something, Kenny Omega has only had one match so far this year. The one Kingdom. match. Yeah, yeah, against Tanahashi. I think the Young Bucks, what have they had? Their match at Wrestle Kingdom, that fatal four-way. And then I think they had a match with the Lucha Brothers um, on one of the Mexican shows. But apart from that, they've not really been prominent either. It might, it might do them well to rest up, ready for the next few years. So yeah as we said go and check out that promo on YouTube or just rewind to the start of the show if you want to listen to that pure brilliance again um so danny I have as I spoke to you before I was up at six o'clock uk time this morning I thought i didn't I set my alarm to wake up um because I thought I'll just skip through raw before work um but I was actually awake anyway um I know you've you've not watched raw have you
2: no I've just had the look over um, spoilers, um, well, the new site reports. Um, I believe there's um, a couple more names for the um, for the Money in the Bank uh, yeah. match. That's what I wanted to discuss with you. I mean, the the eight person
1: matches again. Now, for me, an eight person ladder match, it six six is what it should be. Six for me is the right number. Um, but when you look at some of the people in this ladder match. Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, the hardly people you'd associate with ladder matches. Um, and for me, I, I always whine about ladder matches. I can remember quite a lot of the earlier Money in the Bank ladder matches, but the ones on these yearly pay-per-views, they all just pretty much merge into one for me. Not really one stands out from the other. I couldn't tell you any of the people who've been in it the last few years um, I, I know Braun won it last year. Corbin won it the year before. I don't. I really don't like these, oh, we've got to have money in the bank now. Do you know what I mean? I think it should just be like, we've got to have a hell in a cell match now because it's October and the pay-per-view's coming up. I'm not into all these themed pay-per-views, but I guess that discussion will be for another day. Um, so yeah, Danny, there wasn't actually a lot that happened on Raw. Um, we had an AJ Styles, Seth Rollins segment at the end, which was fine. I wouldn't, it wasn't pulling up any daisies or anything. It, it was fine. And um, AJ was a little bit more heelish than usual. Um I was thinking, I wonder if they're going to turn him, which they probably will do later down the road because I can't see them turning Rollins. Uh, trying to think what else happened. Um, but that, that was pretty much it, really, that I can think of. We had a Sami Zayn promo where he did the whole Dean Ambrose stick of burying the crowd. Do you know what I mean? He delivered it better than Dean Ambrose did, but I don't really know where any of this is going. It was just—it was a three-hour show, Danny, and I had watched it inside forty-five minutes. So at this point, there is no need to watch in full a episode of Raw. How's the monster? Is it going down? I can he. Mate, I, sorry,
2: I was just going to apologise for it, but yeah, it's um, it's. It really needed on about three hours sleep. So
1: I don't blame you. Don't blame me, Danny. Um. So, yeah, there's not really much to talk about with Raw. Obviously, we might discuss some of it on the Wrestling Newspaper Weekly this weekend. But, as I say, I'm sure other stuff will be cropping up newsworthy-wise. And, obviously, we'll be reviewing 205 Live, the A brand in WWE, on that show. Um, Impact Rebellion, Danny. That's what we should talk about first. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. Yep. So you, we both watched this last night. I know you don't have any notes whatsoever.
2: Do you want to tell people why you don't have any notes on it? Not specifically now. Um, basically, <laughs> some somebody has picked them up, picked them up, and taken them to work. Um, so yeah, that, that's not boding well for me. Um, but yes, apologies for this.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't make any difference,
2: Daddy. So the
1: opening match on this Rebellion show. Oh um do, do you watch any of impact danny the week-to-week shows or not do you just absolutely you watch not. any of it no, no. um
2: well, I, i'll be honest with you whenever i do watch impact it's always a pleasant surprise considering what impact has been through over the course of the last maybe five six years um that since the new management have taken it over they've steadied the ship but the actual product is really good. The reason I don't watch the weekly TV is just because I haven't got time and watching that much other wrestling. Yeah, it's true. And the thing is, there's that many,
1: like, main shows going on at the moment that there's there's just not enough time to watch the weekly build-up to some of the pay-per-views. Do you know what I mean? I'd sooner watch a a helicopter flying over my house. I'd sooner watch a seven-card pay-per-view type show than just a build-up show. So I'm the yeah, same. I just don't have time to watch Impact. Um, I'm to be honest with you. I'm thinking. I'm trying to work out how I'm gonna get time to watch AEW once it gets started. <laughs> but I'm guessing for the first few months though, that'll be the in thing that everybody will be talking about. So I'm sure I'll try and find time. Um, so yeah. So this Impact Rebellion to- show starts off with it starts off with a six person scramble match and. For me, I was quite excited when I looked at the card last week and there was only five matches announced for the show. I thought they might take a takeover style layout of the show. But no, we had an eight match card and it opens up with a six person scramble match, as we said, with mm, not really people that I know too much about. There's a few of them. Obviously, Jake Christ, we saw at the Fight Club Pro Show in Wolverhampton last week. Um, Pete Williams, How that is Petey Williams, I have absolutely no idea. Um, It looks nothing like him, but hey, that's Petey Williams. I still can't believe we're hearing Team Canada music on an Impact show, but hey, this show, it was, for me, this match, sorry, I I don't think it needed to be there. I don't know. It it was fine, Danny. Um, The finish happened when Petey Williams hits the Canadian Destroyer and Ace Austin steals the pin. It was a two and a half, two and three quarter star match. Danny, can you remember
2: anything about this match? What, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was... it's, it's. I mean, for me, it's always, it's always good to see Eddie Edwards. Um, yeah, one of my, one of my favourites uh, over the course of the last number of years. Um, such a shame that we can't see, see him in there with Davey Richards anymore. Um, but it is what it is. Um. Yeah, as you say, it was fine. It was a little out of place. Um, didn't really. When you hear an X Division Six, like you'd think this is going to get a high energy start um, to the to the to, to the show, but it, it didn't really give it that. It was more of a a, a lukewarm um, start. So it was Ace Austin who got the uh, got the win over Aiden Aiden Prince, um, and as you say, very normal average match nothing to write home about
1: yeah there was one good spot in the match i think uh what was it um that austin ace dives over the top rope and i think jake Christ hits like a diamond cutter onto all the other wrestlers that was basically the spot of the match but yeah it was i was a little bit disappointed i think the scramble matches that i'm used to seeing at indie shows are a lot better than this was don't think it needed to be on the show um so next we had a Sammy Callahan promo where he says he will break Rich Swan's legs because he loves him. Uh, I thought <laughs> quick to <Yeah>. the point.
2: <laughs> Great promo <laughs> from Sammy. It was it, it was tough love, wasn't it? That was that, that's the uh angle we were working. Yeah, it set
1: you up for later on. If you like me and you've not been watching Impact, it just gave you a little bit. That's the thing I liked about this show. If you don't watch the weekly television, there were plenty of backstage interviews, plenty of promo packages for you to catch up on what's been going on. So I thought that was one definite positive about the show. Um, next we had, now, I am going to be honest. I'm, I think I've never spoke to you about this. But I am might be judging a book by its cover. I'm guessing you don't like intergender matches, or am I wrong, Danny?
2: No, you're wrong. Um, what? I uh, think yeah. Uh, some of the absolute classics, uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, come up with on the indie scene a couple of years back was fantastic. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed this match. Um, yeah, so did I. I've got to be honest, uh, it was. It was a strong and solid match. Um, Again, you know, it's not where you say this was an absolutely amazing match or anything like that, Um, but the story was told really well.
1: Yeah, it was a fun match, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. And I think Scarlett Bordeaux, she's very clever. Obviously, these days all women. It feels like in wrestling now it's wrong for women to try to be sexy to put it mildly. It's wrong. You can't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. So by everyone else going to the left side and Scarlet Bordeaux going to the right side, she does what wrestlers need to do, and that is stand out. With her gimmick, she stands out because nobody else really does that sort of gimmick anymore. Um, I thought she was actually impressive in the match. I thought she wrestled the match pretty well. Um, And she gets the victory, doesn't she? So yeah, yeah. it was a nice,
2: fun match. I think um, a lot of props has got to go to Rohit Raju as well. The um, I, I think he his performance really added to the match. Um, the when she was trying to take him over for a German, um, the face that he was pulling and the the laugh this this stupid little woman, and then the way he threw himself for that rebound German suplex not too long after it. Um, at, I think he played a major part in that match. I don't think it was all Scarlet Bordeaux. Uh, really good match from the two of them.
1: Yeah, really good match. I mean, well, it was, wasn't really good. It was a nice, fun match, were not it? it? Was yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so and next we had the match that, for me, after I'd watched this match, the first thing that came into my head was that should have opened the show. This is where the pay per view felt like it started for me. Um, it was your perfect sort of opening match, and it came third on the show. It was the Rascals, who are great. Trey Miguel, by the way, I think he's fantastic. He's going to be a star in the future. You'll see a lot more of him. And they were against the North and Moose. The North is all ego, Ethan Page. And I can't even think who the other guy is. Uh, Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander. That's it, yeah. Um, So they were against Moose. We had a nice video package before the match explaining why it was taking place. Um, this was your fast-paced, flip-floppy match. Uh, there was the odd botch by, uh, I think, Desmond, but you're going to get that in these sort of matches sometimes. Um, yeah, it was a really good match, some crazy spots, Danny.
2: Well, as as I was watching this match, I was, what happened with you? And I think you were, at this point, specifically annoying me about one reason, for one reason or another. Um, and I just turned, and so there was a spot that i just caught the end of where, Somebody had done like a cartwheel on the ramp, and then was pushed off onto by his partner onto somebody else who was on the outside, which looked to be a great spot. But um, I didn't actually, I didn't actually realise who'd done it or uh, what it was.
1: Oh, were you asking the wrong person? I, I don't know. A spot's a spot to me. I can't really remember.
2: Right, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it looked it looked a very cool spot, though. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that was it. But again, fast-paced, high-energy match. You're absolutely right. This should have started the show and then been followed by Scarlett Bordeaux and Raju.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I would have done as well, as we said. So, yeah, this was a good match. Moose gets the win. I th- always felt like this was going to happen uh, from just from watching the video package. So, Moose gets the, the win. And it was a good match. Very good. An opening type match to a pay per view. Now, next, we had Tyre Valkyrie versus Jordan Grace for the, what is it called, the knockouts title. Um, Danny, how did you feel about this match? Did you
2: enjoy it? What, what would you think? Yeah, again, a really so- strong and solid match. Uh, jo- Jordan Grace is somebody who I believe is. Going to be one of the next big things in women's wrestling. Um, I I absolutely love it. It's it's like after seeing her in that uh, over the over budget battle royal, I was I think it was the first time that that would saw her, and she's got an impressive look. She comes in and what you were saying about Scarlet Bordeaux, the fact that she's something different because she's embracing you know that sexual side of herself. That I think Jordan Grace just by by her look stands alone. There's nobody else who's got a, a figure like that, um, in terms of, you know the her frame and the shape and the fact that she she is a bodybuilder and she looks like a bodybuilder. And so she she rem- honest to God reminds me of a female Jeff Cobb. That's the way I'm looking at it at the moment. Tyre Valky Valkyrie, somebody I've seen in the past never really I've never really gone too over to, over the top four, but I think this was a really, really good, solid match. Again, there's nothing... I, I couldn't say that, that it was a bad match, and I couldn't say it was an amazing match. Enjoyed it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match.
1: Um, Jordan Grace, is like I completely agree with you, and that's a good assessment of her. She's like a, a female Jeff Cobb. Um, but yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought I thought Jordan Grace should have actually won this match. Obviously, I don't watch the weekly television. Um, but for me, I don't know. Taya Valkyrie. She's what I I did take note of was the fact I, I watched her match with Tessa Blanchard at Bound for Glory last year, and I thought Ugh, she's a bit. Mm, I don't know. She she's not quite there yet. But she looked like she would improved a little from the last time that I'd seen her. And the two put on a good match. One thing I didn't like about this match, Donny, I don't like someone kicking out of the Muscle Buster. <laughs> I don't know. For me, that that's just three count. Unless it's like the main event of the biggest show of the year. For
2: yeah, me, that's
1: that's just. You see, the crowds didn't get, like it either.
2: This gets on my tits when you see how many Canadian destroyers there is every show. There's at least two or three Canadian destroyers, and they're not even they're not even finishes. So. That I, I totally agree with you on that
1: one. Yeah, definitely. It's like, look at... I know why like we... Well, I slag off WWE. But uh, when Mysterio hit a Canadian destroyer on CNL Mass in their match on SmackDown, the WWE universe... The universe. The WWE fans were buzzing with it. It was the best thing that they'd seen. And why is that? Because they don't see it every week. So, yeah, I know what you're saying with that, Danny. So, yeah, so Taya Valkyrie re- retained the belt... Um, I just uh, I don't know. I thought it made joan and Grace look a bit weak just losing. I think she lost clean, didn't she? Mm, yeah, from what I remember. So yeah, it was a good match though. It's the story of the show so far. We've had four matches. They've all been fine to good. Um, it was a really enjoyable show. It definitely picked me up after watching the show that I'd watched prior to this. Um, next, Danny, we had. Rich Swan versus Sammy Callahan. I'm going to start by saying I thought the build-up video for this match was absolutely fantastic. It told people like myself and you what had been going on, why these two were facing each other, why it was such a big match. I'm not usually a fan of hardcore matches, however, it had to be a hardcore match. Looking at the feud, really good stuff, Danny. Yeah,
2: uh, it was fantastic. And um, when they got the the Lego out. Um totally different from the thumbtacks or anything else we've seen before. Um we all know how painful it is when you stand on a Lego and big box of Lego all over the ring. Some Really good work spots. And here there was a uh, a, a, a suplex by Callahan, uh that put Rich Swan through a chair. Also a very, very good spot. There was lots that just kept you exciting, kept you on the edge of your seat, and you didn't know who was going to win.
1: Yeah, it, uh, for me, this match, it, it genuinely felt like they hated each other, and they got across that fact quite well. I thought Rich Swan's facials were absolutely out of this world. He told a story just by his reactions after moves. Um, he got the crowd fully behind him. I, I thought Swan's performance in this match, it was the best that I've seen him look. I watched a lot of his WWE stuff and he actually thought he looked great in this match. Um, The match itself, it had everything in it. You had a diamond cutter on the stage, apron bombs, apron bombs, apron bombs. Um, There were pile drivers through guardrails, Lego, as Danny said. Uh, It was just a great match. And as I say, I'm not the biggest fan of hardcore matches, but when it's right and it's done well, It ends up being like this. Rich Swan gets the win with like a cross face using the barbed wire baseball bat and Sammy Callahan taps clean in the middle of the ring. Match of the night for me, Danny. I don't know what you felt about that. I thought it was absolutely, it was a really, really good match.
2: Really, really good match for me as well. Not match of the night for me, but um, very much enjoyed it. Ooh, not match of the night. Interesting. Um, So
1: after this match, we had... Tessa Blanchard, a backstage interview, and a dad shows up. Um, yeah, just set, basically sets the scene for the upcoming match, which is Tessa Blanchard versus the returning Gail Kim. Danny,
2: what were your thoughts? Really good. Uh, again, what, what it, Impact have done so well is they've kept us up to date, the casual viewer. Um, the, you've seen the, the highlights from it. It's a very simple It's a very simple feud. You don't have to overthink it. Uh, Gail Kim is a legend who is coming back to teach Tessa Blanchard about respect, and you've got Gail Kim's husband in the front row, and you've got uh Tully as well there. Rachel's um sorry, Rachel Uh, Tessa Blanchard's dad in the uh, in the front row. So yeah, it was um it it was really good. really good opening to this match in terms of the build-up. The match itself, I honestly don't think either Gail put a put a foot wrong all night. It was exciting. It was fast paced. It was uh, it was everything you wanted in a, in a match that high up on the cards, you know, seconds second to last. Um yeah, really enjoyed it. And uh, it was um Gail Kim probably gonna be her last match, I think. Um and Tessa Blanchard got the victory, and she was, um... Gail Kim passed the torch so This is somebody who's a really, really talented athlete.
1: Yeah, 23... I said this to you last night, she's 23 years old. She's so good for 23 years old. I think at some point she'll be in WWE. If not WWE, then maybe AEW. Um, she, the, the girl's a star. She's a star. We first... Well, I first saw her at the WrestleCon Super Show the other year. I don't know if you remember that. Um... yeah, we saw her at the WrestleCon Super Show the other year. And as soon as I saw her, I thought, wow, she's really good, this girl. Um, The two had a really, really well-wrestled match. Um, I'll say some really good action. And I'll tell you what I liked about it, Danny. Obviously, with having uh, Gail Kim's husband and Tessa Blanche's dad, I was thinking, oh, they're going to have some bullshit, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? They're going to have some bullshit to, to end it. And I love the fact that it was just... Just a clean finish. It put Tessa over. Uh, there was no bullshit. It was just perfect. The two embrace after the match. Um, and it was it put Tessa Blanchard over really well, whilst it still gave Gail Kim her big moment in front of her hometown crowd. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Really enjoyed this match. And so far, we was sat watching the showdown. I thought, wow, this is a great show. We've had two matches that I've loved in the last two matches. And before that, we'd had some really good matches. Um, so, yeah, go and watch this Tessa Blanchard-Gail Kim match, a really well-told story, and a good match. I don't have anything bad to say about this show so far. Until the next match, Brain <laughs> Cage versus Johnny Impact. <sighs> um, this was this was a match that's been built up for ages. Brain Cage has been chasing well, this, Johnny Impact
2: for a long time. Isn't this about the third, third pay-per-view that they've, um, or big show, that they've actually... Force each other in, or is it the second? Because I'm uh, sure the at at the last one it was Brian Cage versus Johnny Impact, yeah. but the roles were reversed. Um, Cage was the more of the no, not the heel. He wasn't. I don't know whether you call him heel, but Johnny Impact was the face.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Johnny Impact was the face. That was a. I think it was a homecoming. It was a pay per view yes. right at the very yeah. start of the year, weren't it? Um since then, obviously, Johnny Impact's turned heel. The, the, the This match, Danny, it was like, I thought, obviously they didn't plan it to go how it did, but I thought it was a little bit strange that they was going to have Brian Cage's big moment, finally winning the main title, and it wasn't going on last, uh, which surprised me a little. Obviously, we knew after the, spoiler alert, Brian Cage wins the title, um, and Michael Elgin comes out after the match and challenges him, and I just thought, for one, You've not had Brian Cage main, main event the show when he's winning the title. And then you've had Michael Elgin come out and crash his big moment and just nobody was talking. Well, they were because of the injury, but um, it was more about Michael Elgin than Brian Cage come the end of the match. But we'll, I, we'll talk about the match. It was a really good start to the match, but um, there's a Spanish fly off the ramp to the floor. And this is where Brian Cage picks up his injury, Danny.
2: Yeah, it was it was quite sad. and um, I, I agree with what you're saying about the um the, the, the placement of the match. Um but yeah, it, it was it was a Spanish fly and to be honest, it looked like it was the move was given and taken really well. Seemed to hit a flat back bump. However, you could see him grabbing at his coccyx from the moment that he went down. Um what was worrying for me, and I said this to you last night from uh, a wrestling fan's viewpoint is that between Landstorm, who had an earpiece in, who was the referee, the special guest referee, and Johnny Impact there was, they, they seemed not be in a position where they knew the procedure if somebody got hurt there seemed to be a lot of talking back and forth um, first of all Landstorm starts counting them out and then Johnny Impact goes to break the camps But then Lance Storm tells him To get back in the ring and then he starts counting again and he stops Um, Obviously looking for guidance But when you've got an earpiece in There should be somebody Telling you exactly what to do uh, If you were Lance Storm I'm not blaming Lance Storm, I just think There should have been a, a better process In place Carrying on to the match I think that Brian Cage and Johnny Impact did well to make it as good as it was. I don't think it was a great match, but they were working with an injury. Um, when they said he was unable to stand up or walk afterwards, considering that they actually got to the end of this match and went through a fair bit after this Spanish fly got hit, I think they did well to, to to get it done. Um, Brian Cage wins, wins the match and the title. And then, as I said, Michael, as you said, Michael Elgin comes out, um, cracks him with an absolutely awesome Elgin bomb, and again, how he he managed to do that um, with with his injury, I don't know, but he, he's he's got through it. Probably the less said about this match, the better. I'm sure he'll put on a, a much better performance next time in his next match when he's fully recovered.
1: Yeah, well, see, so you you said that you liked the fact that they did a good job keeping it going or whatever, still giving us an okay match. I thought the match was absolutely terrible. Um, If you didn't know that Brian Cage had picked up an injury... Exactly, yeah, exactly, You yes. You would be sat there thinking, what is this? Which is like me, because I was watching it, and I thought, what, like, to me, it didn't look like you said it was a flat-back bump. I looked at it, and I thought, well, it didn't even look that bad. And I, I was trying to work out why Lance Storm, why... why that The commentator at one point says, well, Josh Matthews says, oh, John Morrison doesn't need to break this count um, because he'll still retain his title. what happens? John Morrison then flies into the ring and breaks the count. So I thought, well, that's strange. And then they, they spent, what, seven, eight minutes maybe longer, and they're just talking and talking and talking. Do you know what I mean? To me, if, if this injury has taken place, which it has yet, for one... Just put them in the ring, have Cage hit his finishing move. One, two, three, job done. It's a believable thing to happen. Look at Brighton Cage, for God's sake. The guy's massive. Um, He should have just rolled him in the ring, hit his move. That's it. That's what backstage should have told him to do. Um, instead, we just got eight minutes or whatever of awkwardness, the talking. And I'm thinking, why is John Morrison talking so much? How much needs to be said about this? I felt sorry for Lance Storm. He didn't have a clue what was going on. What a first match to be thrown in to be a referee for. I bet he must be hating his luck for that. But for me, they should have just wrapped this up, got out of there. If Brian Cage has seriously injured his back, why is he carrying on wrestling? Why is the bumps going through tables? I didn't like this at all. I thought it was stupid. Um, but yeah, it was. They should have just wrapped the match up. If they really think the injury is that bad, just wrap the match up. It is not worth it. You can change your story. Um, so yeah, I hated this match. Hated it. Thought it was stupid. Didn't like anything about it. Obviously, it wasn't deliberate what happened. But I don't. I tell you, what, I didn't hate the match. I just don't like how it was handled after what happened happened. Really, in a in a professional company, really. I know like people won't do this. But for your main event title match, well, your semi-main event title match, I think it's not too hard to say, right, if Brian Cage gets injured in this match, what would we do? Johnny Impact gets injured in this match, what would we do? It's not hard. You come up with a five, ten minute backup plan for a match as big as this. I know people don't do that, but maybe they should, because what happened after this was just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I I think ridiculous is a bit harsh. It wasn't a great match afterwards, but it it, it and it, it it was a bad match. But yeah, you'll see a lot worse on Raw this week. No, I'm not saying that the match was ridiculous. I'm saying the way it was handled. Was yeah, ridiculous. yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, but you were saying the you know the the match was really really bad. If you if you didn't have you know if you didn't know about the injury, you you would have thought it was terrible. And I've got to be honest with you, I still think that stands up against most things. The WWE put on road every week. Um, no, nah, I don't. And I uh, just like WWE honest. do my head uh, but, Do you, want, you,
1: you wouldn't see a match like this bad in WWE. I, I well, if you watched whatever the next WWE pay-per-view is, there wasn't a match as bad as this at WrestleMania. No, well, there
2: wouldn't be at WrestleMania, would there? Oh, yeah, because so WrestleMania is such awesome. a well-wrestled show. Well, I, you, you say that, but that was the, the best WrestleMania for years it wasn't really hard um,
1: so yeah well I'm just saying any basic WWE show this match, WWE would have handled this better than this I'd like to oh,
2: think I, I, I agree that they would have handled it better and this is what I'm saying the, the lack of process in place was quite worrying however I just don't think, just given the fact that this, this Brian Cage was injured they still hit that awesome um, Elgin bomb at the end Um Although the match certainly had a slower pace, they still got done what they needed to get done. I don't think it was I don't think it was a terrible match given the circumstances. That that's all well, I'm saying. Well to me, if someone's really injured the back, the last
1: thing they should be taking is an Elgin bomb. Do you know what I mean? I
2: agree I agree with you. I I, I understand. However, I just don't think the I don't think we're going to agree on this. But the last few minutes of that match, um, if you think of the likes of when Sting got hurt and, and worked through it with with, with Rollins. That looked very, very weak. Obviously, different injuries, different types of things. But if you think of a match where, where people got hurt, the finish is always weak. I don't think this was weak. I think they powered through it. I'm not saying it was a good match, but I don't think it was bad either. Everyone's
1: entitled to their own opinion. So,
2: <laughs> given the circumstances, sorry.
1: Yeah, I just don't like the way it was handled. I don't think that those two did a bad job at all, although Morrison could didn't. Morrison basically recited a novel back to Brian Cage during this match. Um, main event time. LAX versus Phoenix and Penta in a, what is it, This the TNA brand this garbage match? Uh, full Metal, full metal Mayhem.
2: Mayhem. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so obviously this has been an amazing feud. They've had matches. So are, have you seen all the previous matches they've had, Danny?
2: Um, no, no, I haven't seen them all, um, to be honest with you. Um, I, I have seen seen some of them. You know what my memory's like, mate, so just uh, bear with me on that one. Um, but, yeah, I, I've seen both these teams before. I've seen them t- against each other and... Um, the, you, uh, this was the match I was most excited about, to be honest.
1: Yeah, same here. So LAX versus Phoenix and Penta. So these two, they've had a great match. They had a great match at homecoming in January. They faced each other a lot on impact. Um, and I saw them have a match at Fight Club Pro a week prior to this pay-per-view in the opening match at Fight Club Pro in Manchester. And they went out there and absolutely killed it. But It was about an eight or nine minute match, maybe ten and it was just brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. And when I seen they was having a full Metal Mayhem match, I just thought, oh. And I'm not going to I'm not a big fan of hardcore matches, as I said, Danny. Um, and I'm cringing at some of the bumps that they were taking. I'm thinking, oh, you're all so great. I don't really want to see you. Do you know what I mean? Just, uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of these sort of matches for me. That's just a personal preference. I know some people are. Um, do you want to talk about this match, Danny? Because I'm guessing you liked it more than I did.
2: Yeah, I, I liked it a lot, to be honest with you. The um I can understand what you're saying about hardcore wrestling, but and and, and to a degree I agree with you, but this was some of the spots in this were insane. This is what both these sets of teams work really well in doing. It's their speciality, I believe, especially LAX. Um the dives uh, the dives onto the onto the outside and then onto the ramp fantastic the um the the, the set to six chairs which were absolutely destroyed and um, really good exciting um exciting match and this was my match of the night as well
1: right so it seems you enjoying it more than me then I, I thought the opening half of the match was a bit mm, it was a bit flat i was a bit surprised that flat it was there was a lot of setting stuff up, which I suppose you get in ladder matches or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the crowd, the trolling him shouting, use the ladder. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck off. Use the ladder. These are some of the best wrestlers in the world. They don't need a fucking ladder. Um, yeah. So I, I, I just, I think from a selfish point of view, I just want to see these two go out, these four, sorry, go out there and wrestle. I don't want it's been forks and shite. It, to be fair though, <laughs> in my notes, I've got, Crazy match, very spotty. Not my cup of tea, but a lot of fun. That is my assessment on this match. Um, LAX retain. Well, I don't know who was champions going in, actually. LAX win the belts, didn't they? Won the belts, didn't they? they did, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I tell you what, what one of my favourite things about this is, can you imagine, Danny, stabbing someone in the head with a fork and then
2: hugging them after it? You've got to love yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah. You see, that's one of the aspects of... Hardcore wrestling, I don't like. Uh, I think when you have a hardcore match or or something of that ilk, it should be a personal vendetta. It should be uh, a a pure hatred. And as you say, then, hitting somebody in the head with the fork and doing the things that they've done and then basically hugging at the end. Yeah, it's, it's for the birds for me, but here we go. Yeah. Um
1: so so as I say it was a it was a good spotty match if you like them sort of matches. I myself I really dislike ladder matches. I think we've seen the best ladder matches that we're gonna see now. I don't know why we're still using them so much. Um the standard was set back in the early two thousands. We have seen the odd great one since, but I think the problem is, Danny, I see that many ladder matches. It's just everyone seems to use ladder matches, and it's like I don't know; they're not for me, but I understand people like them. So, whatever. I, I can't wait. I bet. I tell you what, Danny. I bet you're excited to review money in the bank with me.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're just going to be <laughs> absolutely delighted. That whole show on it. Yeah, no, that that, yeah. that it is one. And people do have the preferences. I don't like scramble leather matches. I much prefer um, one-on-one or tag team match. Um, but this wasn't really. A ladder match was it? Um all right, there was ladders involved. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I don't like I, I don't like scramble matches. I'm not a fan of four ways or triple threats. So people do have the preferences, but they've got to cater to a lot of people who, as you say, will like a lot of this. Um so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I I think it was the most enjoyable match of the night, the funnest match of the night. Uh it was for me, it was between this and um sammy Callahan and rich swan and i think this just nudged it out for me
1: right so you've gone for that as match of the night as, as i said earlier i went for rich swan sammy Callahan, followed by tessa blanchard gail kim for me the tessa blanchard gail kim match is my sort of match i'd say more concentrated on the wrestling aspect of it but as i say this show overall danny it's another it, it's a thumbs up for Impact again. They've delivered a good show. What I liked about it, the matches felt big, they felt important, helped by the video packages before, but these felt like pay-per-view calibre matchups. They weren't just thrown together, they all had a story behind them. And yeah. Well done, Impact. Really good show. The one thing I'm gonna say, did you notice, which I'm not benching on? The camera's missed
2: spots throughout the show. They they missed the last spot. They they missed the the big move from the ladder at the end. Um, they caught the the back end of it. I, right. So, yeah. I noticed it a few times, to be
1: honest. But yeah, um, good show. I definitely recommend this show. Flew by for me. I really enjoyed it, and I'd like to say I'll be watching Impact weekly. I'll probably struggle. I'm not gonna lie. Um because there's just that much to watch, but I'll definitely be watching their next pay-per-view in Dallas on July the seventh slammiversary. Um, go and check out the show, Danny. They should check it out, shouldn't they? Our listeners.
2: Definitely. Um, every, as I said, I have every, every impact show I've watched, uh, since the new management took over, I've really, really enjoyed. Um, and it's refreshing. They use simple storylines. Um, so I, I can get behind that completely. If I continue watching it and I continue enjoying it, I will invest more time into watching it as well. Absolutely. So that's the Impact Rebellion show all reviewed for you. Join
1: us after this break when we will be back talking about the Crockett Cup. I think it, it speaks volumes how far we've come, really, the, the fact that we came over here to, to live our dreams become successful, and now we're headlining shows, the two of us against each other, and now we, who just two kids that came over here, now we're fighting for it, people are paying to see it, we are the attraction, we are the box office, it's exciting, and and I'm I'm happy that people care, and people, they want to see us go at it, and they want to see who comes out on top, Who, who is the better wrestler, is it Nick, or is it the villain?
0: if you're going to even have a sliver of a chance of taking this from me you're going to have to be focused and ready and at your very very best may the best man win whoa because brother you don't want to face me in the state of mind you're in right now I'd really hate to see you choke, like you did in Madison Square Garden. Wow! No, no, Nick! Get in this ring
1: right now! Get in this ring! I'm telling you, right here, right now, put
0: that bell on the line and fight me! Fight me! Hello,
1: back on the show, and we're going to be talking about the Crockett Cub, as we just said. Um, I, myself, it was presented by NWA and Ring of Honor. Is that right, Danny? It was an NWA show, but obviously Ring of Honor helped out a lot with it. Um, yeah. You are the man, the ROH dude, so I'm going to let you lead with this, Danny. Go on, you can lead.
2: No worries or so. Um, first of all, the... Aesthetic of the the show was absolutely fantastic. Um, it was the old blue ring, uh, blue uh, blue apron, blue mat, um, and the old style NWA logo, and then the ROH on the uh, the front of the apron. Um, it looked amazing. Um, the first yeah. thing that that I, that I noticed, that hit me straight away. Also, um, the winners of the Crockett Cup were going to win the NWA World Tag Team Champions. Championships, which were vacated after Billy Corgan took over um, the running of the NWA. Um, So they were crowning new champions on whoever won the Crockett Cup. The belts look absolutely fantastic. It was a throwback to the 70s-style NWA tag team title belts, which look very, very similar to Bob Backlund's WWF world title, uh, the first one. So that was... And, and the crocket cup was set up on the stage, um, the center centre of the camera, and all its glory. So it, throughout the show, so that was that. That was a good start, it was really. You know, a, a nice look to the show. Um, there was a great intro from um, from Nick Alders talking about the importance of the NWA and spreading the word of uh, this new this new company or this well this uh, this rebirth of NWA. The first match, which started, you know, the there the, the was matches that because it's a tournament that didn't go long, that didn't have there wasn't great spots, there wasn't great sequences. However, this one for me was one of the funnest matches of the night, and it was um, Team CMLL, which was consisted of Stuka, Al Stuka, and Guerrero meyer Junior. versus Flick Gordon and Bandido. Um, was that
0: the
1: first match?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I would do it. What was I watching? I'm sure I watched them before um, this. Yeah, they had that um, wildcard battle royal, which um, Thomas Latimer and Royce Isaacs won. Um, That was a wildcard battle
1: royal. When you said that, I thought, oh, for God's sake, what was I watching? I didn't take Mm -hmm. any notes in it. I've just got written in my notes, I fucking hate battle royals. So I thought, thought, I'm sure I watched a battle royal.
2: Yeah, it was it was a it was a strange battle royal as well. It was um, it, it felt like a pre-show match. It really did. That's probably why I forgot to even go into it. Um, but it was basically you were eliminated, but you stayed on the outside of the ring, and then you were eliminated when your tag team partner was eliminated. It was a bit odd. Um, didn't enjoy it so much. But Isaacs and Thomas Latimer, previously known as Bram. They got the um they got the win and were entered into the um the wildcard spot in the Crockett Cup. So going back to the um it wasn't it wasn't a great match. Uh it wasn't a great battle royal. Going back to the uh, Stuka versus um Stuka Meyer Jr. versus Flip Gordon and Bandido, what did you think of this one?
1: I really liked it. I thought it was a good match, I really enjoyed it. Um it was a bit clunky at the start. Um, but we got five minutes of crazy action. Felt they went a little bit past the peak of the match, maybe. Um, you know, I felt it went on a little bit long, but it was still a really good match. I, I really enjoyed this match, yeah? I thought I liked yeah. the bit where they talked about Flip's injury, you know, the last time he was in this building. Um, but i tell you one thing that I've noticed, Danny, right? I don't know if it's because we were in New Orleans. You know the Flip Gordon entrance music? Mm. Where it goes, Flip... Flip. Yeah. Flip. I just feel like I don't think it's the best choice of theme. I I just feel like it doesn't encourage the crowd to cheer. Can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's because we heard it get booed badly uh, when it wasn't supposed to a couple of times in New Orleans, but I think he needs a change of theme music a little. Do
2: you know what? I'll be honest with you, it's not even something I think about. Um, But, you know, people do react to theme music and. Yeah, you might be right, it's a mate. Uh, big part of the game these days, Donny. Well,
1: a lot of people do get over by the theme music, unfortunately, these days.
2: Bobby Drood Glorious.
1: Oh, don't even get me started
2: on that shy. Right. Yeah, um to be to be fair though, that song got him over um it much more than than TNA did for years. Um yeah. that one song. So I, I see what you're saying. Um there was a couple of fantastic tilt to world backbreakers um, by Maya Junior in this match. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, now, the, the other thing that, that 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 I loved about this match is I seen moves that I in this match that I had I haven't seen for in excess of ten years, or I've just never seen before. There was a mad double submission stretch where Maya Junior and um, Stuka basically held flip like a guitar um one of them stretching from the top, one stretching by his legs. And there was also again, never ever seen this, the double surfboard stretch looked absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah. I've got that. I like the bit where uh, flip Gordon went for the pin, you know, while they were doing it. Yeah.
2: That, that was it. Cause he had, um, he, he had Bandido in this double submission and really quickly flips sort of shoots in and tries to get the pin, doesn't he? Um, it was yeah, really, I really good. I, I did. It was very uh, very pleasing on the eye. Um, the other thing that I'll mention in this match is the uh, Stuka, uh, the, the twist and torpedo plancher, um where he was on the top rope and he looked like he was going to do a splash on flip but he actually dives backwards and twists outside the ring to Bandido. Took me totally unaware. Yeah. Oh, well, it sounds like you enjoyed that as well. Um, <laughs> so, the, the, um, that, honestly, that was fantastic. I wasn't expecting it. I was waiting for him to come down and splash in the ring, and all of a sudden, he just sort of falls backwards and, and lands on a bandido. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I
1: think I'm struggling with that, Danny, because I think I watched it at about 1 a.m. on Sunday morning. So, the, the yeah. first three matches of the show are a bit of a blur now. Apart nah, from, sure. I remember that
2: surfboard spot that was class. Well, the um what what I loved about this just to, to finish up is it's a great match and they were authentic luchadors, not this shiny, bright WWE type of Sinkara kind of luchador who's not not bad, but they all look too perfect. These were old school little bulldogs. Um they were they they looked authentic, um, and obviously they are authentic. They've been at well for years. Um, after this followed with an update on the Alderson scale story And that progressed between each match during the night These little video packages um, We went on to stain and Crimson Who are known as the War Kings Versus the winners of the Battle Royal This is a tournament match Latimer and Royce Short match Got the heels over The uh, heels being uh, Bram and Royce And it, was, it wasn't great. It was just a, a very quick five-minute match to get, get the heels over and get advanced to the next round of the tournaments. Do you remember Nobody
1: match? No, no, I remember. I watched this match, and it was at this point I thought, right, I think it's time for bed. So I, I went to bed after this match. I just thought, I don't know. I don't know. Problem, right, Danny, yeah. I know you're probably going to defend this. But for me, these tag team tournaments, yeah, Right, it's a tag team tournament. Look at—we went to a Fight Club Pro tournament. Yeah, you look at WXW's tag team tournaments, right? This match, do you know what I mean? You can't—it—it just—I I just didn't know any. I don't know if it's my fault for not watching the product. I didn't—I'd never heard of any of them, any of them, and none of them impressed me enough to want to see any of them again.
2: You see, that—that—that so, yeah. that, that was the worrying thing when when we were talking about this, and. You start, you said, Who is this Latimer and Roy? Uh, Royce Isaacs. You're actually called, um, Latimer Thomas, um, because his name's Thomas Latimer. Um, but you, this is what worried me as soon as you said, I've never even heard of them, I don't, I don't know who they are. I just thought, He's gonna shit on this show. Um, and Jack Stain was has been an NWA stalwart for a number of years. I think he actually even held the. NWA title before before Billy Corgan took over. And Crimson was quite a big deal in TNA uh, a few years ago. Decent wrestler as well. He's now got his own promotion. And they've been a, a, a good, well-known tag team within the NWA since since Billy Corgan took over, I believe. Um, as I said, this was very much selling Miller and Royce. They'd ne- they'd ne- Royce Isaac, sorry. They'd never teamed up before. The underdogs, um the obviously Bram's turned on loads of tag team partners in the past. He very much put that over and sold it, and yet they still got the win here. Um it was a sneaky pin. Uh Isaac um sorry Isaac got his feet on the ropes and got a one, two, three for the um for the win on Crimson. Um, but as I say, it was it that's the narrative that they were going for. He wanted to get this team, who were underdogs, who were heels, to go far, far further in the tournament than everyone thought they would. Now we go on to the Briscoes versus the Rock and Roll Express.
1: Now First, this I was one,
2: looking forward to. Yeah, what I was going to say was that, what? What did you think about the the opening to this match and the little um little interview beforehand? Didn't see it. it the way. Where Jim Cornette is talking to the rock and roll on the ring. And no, I didn't see it. Then you didn't see the I, match uh, or
1: no, I, I saw the match, but um I think I went downstairs to make some fruit and I was uh I think this is when I had my fruit and fiber. Right, you know, I said okay. I went to go and get a bowl. I went to go and get a yeah. bowl of cereal. Sorry, I didn't want to pause the show because we had that much to do. And when I came back up, the match
2: had already started. Ah, uh, right. So, okay. like, so basically what I explain. Jim Cornette was in the, uh, in the ring with Rock and Roll Express. Everyone was behind them. It's their old stomping ground, North Carolina. Um, and all of a sudden, the Briscoes come down. They decide to give the, the Rock and Roll the option, because of respect, to either walk away or they'll end their careers. Uh, Ricky, Ricky Morton to, to that. Actually, he kicks Jay Briscoe in the balls, and the match starts. Uh, it, was, it was it was again very short, very much rock and roll, doing their old spots. Ricky gazing into the camera and asking for help. Um, he was bleeding like something you wouldn't believe on this match, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I re- I thought this was a good match. I enjoyed it. I think I, I, yeah. I can't believe that Ricky Morton can do a hurricanrana. <laughs> How old is he, the early 60s, late 50s?
2: A rock and rana. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah, The the two of them, they they look like they've lived a full life, shall we say that. But the two of them can still go. Uh, I've seen them in the past in indies um, and on NWA. Hollywood, they can still go. Yeah, what I liked about this match, it was... Two tag teams,
1: yeah, like you say, they were two tag teams. They weren't thrown together tag teams. They were two tag teams, and they were working a tag team match. There was, do you know what I mean? There was spots where the Briscoes wouldn't let them tag in. They were building up the heat. It was just a proper tag team match. I enjoyed it. I like the spot where uh, Ricky Morton gets arm dragged. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Okay. He gets all, he got. I can't think. He got arm dragged um, by his own partner.
2: Old, okay. Old bit. Yeah. No. It, as I said, they they got all their old stuff off, um, and the crowd was happy to see it. The crowd was probably glad when it was over in terms of they liked the Briscoes and the rock they and rolls. Did, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, obviously, really they liked the Briscoes. The Briscoes were the stars on this show. Yeah. yeah it, you know, it, it was uh, it, it was good to see. Um, Obviously, Briscoe's get the pinfall for the win. It was Jay Briscoe hitting a Death Valley driver and Mark hitting a froggy bow from the top. Um, And then we went into a match that I haven't taken notes on because I just wanted to enjoy it. And this is uh, Yuji Nagata and Kojima versus um, PCO and Brody King, of villain enterprises. Uh, I think, if I recall, you were quite disappointed in this match.
1: Yeah, I just thought I, this was the match for me that stood out. I love Nagai. I think he's amazing. Um, PCO's crazy. Brody King. I like his PWG stuff. Kojima is Kojima. So I thought this is going to be this is going to be an enjoyable match. And I don't know I, what this is where I didn't turn on the show, but it was just I was really looking forward to this match, Danny, and it, it didn't deliver for me. It didn't deliver. What annoyed me? I thought these the crowd. The crowd was sat on the hands. Do you know what I mean? I just thought this match stands out a mile away. And the crowd had just sat there. But um, I just felt like the crowd were just... I don't know it was a weird crowd. Put it that way. I felt like it was a very strange crowd. They didn't react for a lot. They love the Briscoes. And they love the main event. But there wasn't a lot else they reacted for. Um, strange crowd. I did like... My favourite part of the match was when Jim Cornette said about Brody King that he, ha- <laughs> he had to quit singing because of his throat because people wanted to cut it. <laughs> that
2: was, yeah, classic corner,
1: nice, isn't it? Yeah, it I say, it was a decent match. It was okay. I hoped for better, and I, I was annoyed. I wanted Kojima and nagata to win, but they didn't. It, it was okay. It was okay. I'm not going to slag off and say it was a bad match. It wasn't a bad match. It was all right, but I had my hopes set a little higher. As for me, a huge show, a big tag team tournament, I want better matches than what I saw. Just a personal thing. But it was a fine match for what it was.
2: Yeah. Um I think what what we've got to remember on this and, and what I what I remind myself of is that it is a tournament. People somebody will be wrestling a number of times on the night. Um and I was really looking forward to this match. It wasn't the match that I expected or that I was hoping for. However, it was still it was still a good match. Um, they still laid everything in deep. Um, Nagata and Kojima, they are there to put people over now. They have been for a while. It's the role in New Japan. They do it very well, and it's very respectful that they put over until the end of their careers. The uh, the, the young lions, and they've they've come in. They've got the pop um, in terms of their entrance, and they've. You know they, they've done the job to villain enterprises. Little small enjoyable match moves us on to the next round in the tournament. Um, when you're talking about the, the crowd, there, North Carolina is a place still. Indie indie wrestling is a thing, but you will still get thousands of people coming out for NWA legends um, conferences or cons. You, it, it, it's a place that when, when WCW went out of business, they were left bereft of wrestling, basically. And a lot of people just turned off. They didn't get into TNA. They didn't get into a, a different company, ROH. They just stopped watching. And they, st- they continued to watch their old, the, the old school NWA and WCW. So it, it, I agree with you. It is a strange crowd. Um, so, maybe they, when you say they're sitting on the hands a little bit, it could be because they don't really know who anyone in the match is, with the exception of Nagata and PCO. So, th- that could well be it. But we move on to um, Caprice Santana. Coleman. Can I just say Caprice Coleman came out, yeah?
1: Right. Yeah. And I don't know what he was wittering on about. He is shit. I, I really think he's shit. I, I'm not a fan of his. I, I don't know. Like,
2: I don't I don't, I, I don't I don't. think he adds much.
1: No, no. He reminds me a bit of them. What's the guy called? I can't think of his name. What's the guy called in SmackDown? Byron. Byron Saxton, right? He, he, like, occasionally he'll say something and I'll think, yeah, that, that's good, that. But it, he doesn't come up with it enough at the time. I, there was a match I was watching from a Ring of Honor show the other week and he was really good in it. Um, I can't think what it was. And then... But he just doesn't deliver as much as he should. I don't think it was. Is he an ex wrestler?
2: He's a current wrestler. Current wrestler. Yeah, like Christ. like Colt Cabana. Um, like he Hulk Hulk is, is not like Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana is brilliant. Yeah, Hulk but Hulk you, Cabana. you know what. You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying, Um
1: So this match, you'd hyped up the next match, Danny, to me on the last, well, not hyped it up, but you really like one of these wrestlers in this match. I remember you saying it was meant to be Jazz in this match originally. Um, but, yeah, you were saying that you was a big fan of one of the wrestlers in this match.
2: Yeah. Um, before we get into that, mate, sorry, I'm going to have to say, if WWE taught us one thing, it's that you don't give Medusa a Mike. mate she come out to introduce this match because it was the nwa world title women's world title match and she rambled she forgot what she was talking about and i'm pretty sure she called both girls the wrong name oh she's Just- the one who was on she was on a pre-show at wwe about
1: 6 months ago and yeah. she was like being really weird with jbl
2: yeah, I think as well we, with WWE, the, the famous one on the pre-show was she was um, she didn't know who anyone in the Royal Rumble was, the Women's Royal Rumble, other than Nia Jax. That's um, it, yeah. And she kept on going back to Nia Jax, and it, it was quite embarrassing. But I, I've seen her on quite a few things. Um, great, great wrestler, but don't give her a live mic. Um, the, this this worried me a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure she's pretty sure she called Santana Garrett Santana Gar, and she called Alison K, TNA name of Sienna. Um, <laughs> that's not a, not a great start, things. But yeah, Alison K is um, my favourite non WWE female in wrestling. Um, I've seen, watched her for a number of years. Some of the absolute wars that she hadn't shimmer with the likes of uh, Sweet Soraya, who is Paige's mum. Absolutely fantastic. Every time I've seen her, she's always performed. And, and sometimes she's she's performed with opponents that haven't really set up, been up to her standard. And she's she's continued to look good and make them look better than what they actually are. So you, you quite enjoyed this match, am I correct on thinking that? I wouldn't go that far. I thought it was
1: fine. It was just like yeah. it was like most of the match in the show. It was all right. It, it was nothing wrong with it. There
2: was nothing right with it. It was just it was there. It existed. Well, I was very much of the opinion that I was very much looking forward to this, and I was quite disappointed. Um, I've made up with the result. Um, however, Santana Garrett um, looked quite slow and off the pace, I don't know whether she was carrying an injury or what have you but when she was running the ropes it seemed to be at an unbelievably slow pace, to the point that I noticed it, which you, you never normally would Um uh the the end of the match, it was it, it was as you say, it was alright, it was fine but I just thought her movement was extremely slow and she looked clunky um, Santana Garrett it was a spinning clothesline by uh, Allison Kay for the for the win. Not a great match, but hopefully she'll have many more defenses and look a lot look have a lot better matches than that.
1: Yeah, it, it, so, it, I'd say it, it was fine. I'm sorry that you didn't enjoy it as much as you was hoping for. Um, but yeah, obviously it didn't help with Jazz getting injured before the match.
2: No, well, I liked I like, you know, my, you know, I I like Jazz before. as well. I've seen her a few times at wrestling on the um, on the Indies, and uh, she 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 works like she's a prison guard or something now. And um, so she's like legit, legit tough. I think we all all knew that anyway. But yeah, uh, you was you told me that the uh, Jazz had been pulled from the match, and it was a shame because I think it had the, you know, I think that could have been a great match. Yeah,
1: and next, Danny, next we had Royce and Ladimore. Is that who it is? Royce and Ladimore, well, those two.
2: Uh, Thomas Latimer it right? and R- Royce Isaac. No, you, you give, give, give the first names. Yeah. Royce um, of
1: whatever. Never heard of him.
2: Yeah, and um, the Gordon and Bandido. Uh, before this, there was an interview with the Midnight Express at ringside, which was quite good. Uh, nice to see them. Um, and another build-up package between Scale and Aldis for the main event. Um, my notes consist just of Short, poor match, sneaky roll-up for Heat at the end, grabbing the tights from a win for Latimer and Isaacs.
1: Yeah, this match was just, it was just, right, these two have to have a match, so let's get them out there and get it over as quick as we can. No effort whatsoever to have a good match. Do you know what I mean? It's a tag team tournament, for God's sake. I want to see good matches. I'm not spending three hours, 42 minutes of my time for this crap. i I like the fact it it, it was it was an average match danny the the, the match before was average the match before that was average the match before that was average there is too much wrestling on tv these days and able to watch for me to sit and watch average matches this show should have been about right let's get people back into the products whatever let's get people interested in what we're doing i won't watch one of these shows again thank god thank god right Fight TV, right? Saturday night. I was sat there and I thought, this card is actually all right. You know, some interesting people in it. Um, Obviously, the main event should be good. And I thought, I was looking at Fight TV and I thought, $20 they want for this show. $20. So I'm sat there trying to find codes and stuff. I thought, I'm not paying $20 to watch a wrestling show. And I had, I think, about $15 in my uh, Fight TV account. And I thought, should I just deposit a tenner and pay for it? F- Thank God I didn't. Thank God I didn't. This is not worth paying for it was just it danny like you say it wasn't a bad show yeah like you said you didn't we we're speaking last night you didn't hate it it wasn't a bad show right but it wasn't a good show it was just there it existed it'll be a show in a month's time i won't remember at all which in wrestling is that great in 2019 i don't have
2: time for this sort of stuff every show can't be wrestling Kingdom with- most and um, it doesn't have it's, to be tna no, no. tna hang on, well, hang on hang on yeah. hang on a minute you you've had you've had your say on this now um you've every show can't be great this again you i think you look at, at things like there should be a pay pay-per-view quality these are small cards it's a tag team tournaments where people are wrestling on numerous occasions the only and I, I didn't like this match it was very short it was poor however the narrative of this match was to get more heat on Latimer and Isaac, and a sneaky roll up for the pin, pulling the tights. It had, the, people's hatred for them would be increased when they go into the to the final, and well, nobody wants to one. see them. Not nobody wants to see them win. Um, so that was that was the narrative behind it. I agree I with you. This three. this card. I agree with you that this card was overall average. However, I will say that I enjoyed it because I don't mind watching average matches because I enjoy watching wrestling. And as I say, not every card and not every match can be superior to everything else because you need average cards as you go out through the year.
1: Right, Danny, we could Fight Club Pro that we went to go and see the matches on Fight Club Pro were better than on this. And the matches at Fight Club Pro, they weren't great, but they were better than this. Fight Club Pro, a random independent company in Wolverhampton. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think NWA is? NWA is a company that's charging $25 for the shows. Do you know what I mean? I'm expecting if someone's gonna say, Listen, to buy this show, it's twenty-five dollars, I expect a good show. Do you know what I mean? Fight Club Pro are charging $4.99 for their on-demand service. You can buy the show for a fiver, yeah? So if if you compare a show that's a fiver and then compare another show that's $25, I don't expect it to be average. I don't pay $25 for average. If I pay $25 on some, I expect a cracking Domino's pizza. I don't expect a regular Asda stone-baked
2: £2.50 quality type pizza, which is what I got with this show. So you're looking at different. <laughs> you're, you're looking at you're looking at different platforms. If you were to say you had the standard membership in Honor Club, which is five pounds, then you're watching the same for the same price. So no, no, you, hey, you, you,
1: you, you had to join Honor Club and then pay another twelve quid for this show. Because I tried to, I had to join Honor Club, pay nine ninety nine, and then I had to pay another twelve ninety
2: nine for the um, show. Nah, fuck that away. I was gonna join this no, is gonna this join is, on this, the club, Danny. This is the thing, um the American audiences used to pay on pay per views. We're not. Um so it is what it is. It it wasn't a big card, mate. It, it the, the main events we will get we'll get on to we'll try and move up, work our way through this, but as I say, it wasn't a, it wasn't great, but it was enjoyable for me. Um and I could see where they were going with things, I could see why they were doing them and the sense of what they were doing. But it w not everything's executed perfectly well. So we'll move on to Briscoe's versus villain enterprises. Um oh, wow. it was high energy, hard hitting from the moment it started. Um that PCO flat back bump on the apron again. Um was which is absolutely insane. Um, I don't think he needs to be doing it as frequently as he has been doing it, but nevertheless, it's impressive every time you see it. And really, very quickly, the Briscoes were disqualified for using chairs. And then they beat, the Briscoes actually did a promo on the NWA and beat the living piss out of uh, Paul PCO. Um, they hit him with... His own spot, that flat back bump on the apron, only they actually hit it with chairs over his arm and his neck. And then they did a uh, cut a really scathing promo on the NWA after the match.
1: Don't blame him. Um, yeah, but as I say, Danny, it, I thought it was a really good angle, actually. It was good, yeah. The Briscoes got themselves more over than they already was. It was really good. However, we now have a team that nobody cares about in the final versus a team who won by disqualification not for, do you know what i mean this big tournament the big tournament on this show and it's a team that nobody cares about against a team that won via disqualification a, a good angle a very good angle but at the expense of the tournament final for
2: me okay i don't again from the moment you watch the show you were talking to me about who are these guys? Who are these guys? I've never heard of them. And you didn't like Latimer and Royce? I've watched guys. three matches just with the fin- three just matches. Let me fin- just let me finish without interrupting me. You we actually watch you 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 watched it from the start. As I said, you didn't like them. You did, you weren't keen on them from the start. Nobody else was either. They didn't like the fact that these guys were progressing so far. So you've got them in the final after two sneaky wins and pinfalls after the battle royal. These guys who nobody likes, Bram's got a past, and then you're going in against two injured. I mean, PCO and um, Brody King. Are, I don't think there's more, a more over tag team in indie wrestling at the moment. So they're going in injured against a team that nobody likes. Nobody wants it to be in the tournament. And they're going to have the upper hand because the most overtagged team has been injured after the D- a DQ and the Briscoes took them out after the match. And it built up that feeling. These are going to fucking win. This Latimer and Isaac are going to fucking win the tournament. And that was, again, the narrative that ran throughout the show, in my opinion. And obviously you have a different opinion.
1: I cared did... about the main... Well, nobody in that building gave two shiny shites about that about the final of the tournament. Dead. Dead as a
2: doormat. Nobody cared. Are you, are you mentioning they, they were on the feet for the for the final? They were actually nah. on the feet. They were. There's, 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 the whole of the front row, when they. The, well, we'll try not to spoil it too much, but going forward in the match, with well, the final of that, um, the final uh, pinfall. It was everyone was up. Everyone was made up. Do you not it's see that? Willie Mack versus
1: Colt Cabana.
2: Yeah. What did you think of this one? I thought it was good. Willie Mack's class. It was, it was really a good, good match. match. A really good match. And what I liked was Cabana's comedy had been toned down. Um you you forget how much of a good wrestler he is when he's doing a lot of the comedy and his comedy is great, but He is so good in the ring, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's class. Um, But yeah, as I say, it was a good match. It was a good match. I thought the commentators um, did a good job of talking, like you said, about Colt Cabana being, do you know what I mean, being more serious. Um, Willie Mack took a horrible bump as he slid through the middle rope. And I, I don't know if it I don't think it was deliberate. He didn't hold on, did he, to the rope. Went flying outside of the ring. Um I say one thing I will say that Willie Max cannonball, you know, like the Kevin Owens like cannonball bomb into the corner. I yeah. think that should be it should be his finisher. It was so impressive
2: looking. Yeah, he's he, to, to be fair, I I, I really, really like the way that the, the cabana finished this match with that. Oh, it's right, so he,
1: he did it in New Japan, he did it in New Japan against um I think against Yano and that was it was
2: great, so impressive in New Japan. Well, I've I've seen him do that for years, but he never, he never, he normally gets a close to. Um, so to see him, I, that's what, and that's what I was expecting, and that's why I was quite happy, uh, shocked, happy that that he actually got the pin with it, um, got the three counts, won the title, and then Cowboy James Storm comes out and challenges Colt Cabana at a future date, and um, again, which which I enjoyed, I liked this sort of more himself character that James Storm seems to be playing at the moment. So that was good. Um, so, yeah, good good little fun match, wasn't it? It was a good
1: match. I enjoyed it. It was a nice break from this tournament.
2: Right. And I'll let you... Um, uh, this was Villain Enterprises versus the Latimer and Isaac in the final. Um, uh, after... Giving them advice in the last tournament in the last match, which we sort of missed out on. Um, Medusa actually led them out. Again, if she's going to be a manager of some kind, They really don't want to see it because a the manager is there to get guys over and talk for them if they're not if they they're, if they're not a great promo. And I, I don't think Medusa can do that. Um notes I have here say um a batter with Brody King and PCA come out, both selling their arms and PCO selling his back. Um, I've got it down as a short but good match. PCO hits the moon salts to, to the Crocker Club and the NWA World Tag Team Championship. It was very short, wasn't it, for a, for a tournament final?
1: Yeah, in a, it was just a short. It even won? I can't even remember, Donny. I'd tuned out by this point.
2: Villain Enterprises.
1: Yeah, actually, I've got it written down PCO and Brody. Brody win in a nothing match that didn't give a rub for the other team. So we'd sat through all that and they didn't even get anything out of it for me. I could walk past these two down the street when I leave my house in about twenty minutes. What they could walk past me and I'd be like, hmm, "Who are they?" Couldn't couldn't pick them you out must, from a crowd. You must have seen and I them watched three Bram matches. Before. I watched three matches. You must have seen and
2: heard the brand before. Nope, neither of them. I mean, he had like he had a really good good run of TNA. T- he was married to Charlotte Flair. It. Um, he obviously had the tr- well-publicized troubles were there with you know a criminal record, whatever. And he's been on the British indie scene for a long time. Um, yeah. but well, yeah,
1: seen as, but just not been impressed and not just not being able
2: to take. But as I say, he's going by his real name now, Thomas Latimer. Um. I'd say I thought it was a short but good match and I think the whole idea of the, the tournament, as I said previously, was to try and make everyone think Latimer and Isaac were going to win it and uh, Villain Enterprises come out on top. Um, so I think we can both kind of see each other's point of view on it. Um, it was a ridiculously short match, really, considering it was a tournament final. Um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Uh then we move on to the main event and it's uh, Nick Aldis versus Marty Scale. Um Nick Aldis reminds me of Nick Bockwinkle um, for the AWA. He carries that title. Uh, he he looks fantastic, he talks like a champion. You you see him with you see him with um you know with the suits on, holding that belt, looking proud to be the world title holder. He, do, he ticks every box as a champion for me. Same here. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, another good opening package. Um, match starts with Tommy Young in the ring, obviously legendary NWA uh, referee. The, it's very much World of Sport type of escapism wrestling or escapism wrestling that, to start with and then scale quite In in, in very much in an Eddie Guerrero style gets Camille um, Nick Aldis' valet thrown out of the match very early on by pretending she didn't while uh, while he was hitting the ropes which I thought was quite a funny spot to start start with and quite a clever one too
1: yep got rid of her didn't it straight away which was a good thing Um, five minutes later we had what Nick Aldis putting Marty through a table and the referee saw it didn't do anything about it which was the only negative I have on this match. The prior to the match, the ref told us that it was a wrestling match, not a fight. They wouldn't stand for anything. All this put skill through a table, and nothing happened. But I mean, I, I try. I forgot. I forgot about that and carried on because I thought, like I said, I thought this was a really good match. Yeah, uh,
2: I think. I think obviously this is uh, this is happening more and more um, in wrestling as a whole. The, yeah. the things that would have been disqualified, I think we've just got to few it the same as a closed fist is illegal in wrestling. I think we just got to look at it from that, that point of view from now on. Where I wouldn't mind it, it, Danny, but
1: it's when like you watch a match one week and it's a disqualification, and then you watch a match the next week in a different promotion, and it's not a disqualification. It sort of blurs the lines, but I wouldn't have even bothered me it was just that the referee gets on the microphone before the match to let people know it's a wrestling match yeah. not a fight it, if
2: they hadn't done that i wouldn't have commented on it. it it hasn't helped to be fair mate i'll be honest um but it, it's not it, a big it deal makes it it, it makes it more noticeable doesn't it um what i've put here is uh cool calculated and coordinated every moment in the ring with nick means something doesn't do a lot. You know, like Marty Skills, great work and he'll do this, that, and the other. But he he does less and he gets a lot he gets a lot out of it. Um what I also loved about this match is throughout the match Nick Alders worked on the back. Um it's something you don't see much anymore. You'll see people work on the back, then the leg a bit and then the arm throughout this there was a fallaway slam. There was a fallaway slam off the top rope. There was backbreakers, uh, a backbreaker on the apron, um, and a choke slam. And he, he he targeted that back throughout, which I think was fantastic. Um, go out to the outside, and after an exchange, we see Aldis bleeding heavily. I didn't even know where this come from, mate. Did you?
1: No, no. I actually I rewound it to have a look, but I couldn't see where it came from. At all I think the, the commentator said that it might have just been a punch from Skull. but it it was fortunate. I think it worked out quite well, though. Obviously, fortunate it juice. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. What What made it good is as soon as he started bleeding, um, scale was right on him. I'm punching him. I'm punching him in the in in the courts to make it worse. So I think that added to it, didn't it? The fact that he was straight on, straight away, he sees the the weakness and he goes for it. Yeah, I like the, go on, talk us towards the
1: end of this match, Donnie.
2: No, I was just going to say, there was a a spot where Aldous was on the top rope and he was actually selling the blood loss and the fatigue and confusion caused by the blood loss. Um, I I thought it was quite, quite a clever, clever little um, insert into the match. Um, so we carry on. There was a couple of close calls on this one. Um Marty went for the crossroads for a close two. Um and in the end, um there was a great brown chicken wing from Marty. It was escaped and then went into the cloverleaf. And this is the Kingsland cloverleaf. Marty tapped out, uh, did nice speeches at the end and both had a little hug. And it, it was a really enjoyable match. I'd say like a good to good to excellent. Yeah,
1: I agree. Very good match. Um, like I say, it, it, I don't know. It, it's not It's not going to be anyone's match of the year contender, but it didn't need no, to be. It no. was a well-told story going into it. Uh, the match was really well. It was well executed. The story was told well. I like the bit where Nick Aldis wouldn't cheat when um, his valet came out and the villain lived up to his name and he hit the low blow on Aldis. That was a great spot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I like the bit of, for the finish where Jim Cornetti makes to point out, this. Is, sometimes with Marty's girl matches, Danny, he'll break the fingers, won't he? And then the yeah. people, like, they might sell it for a little bit. To me, you should be wearing tape for the next month. Do you know what I mean? Or something, I don't know. Make it seem yeah. a bit more... It's a great spot, but I think it doesn't help by how people sell it, but I like the fact that Jim Cornette pointed out that Nick Aldous couldn't interlock the fingers during um the submission at the end of the match. I thought that was a nice touch from Jim:
2: yeah so. no it, it, really, it really wasn't, and you're right I forgot to mention the um, the bit where Camille come in and tried to attack my na scale it was it was done well um and does I mean does this put Nick Aldous over as a baby face now? Is this the it looked like said, it, didn't it? It looked like it, it, but so I he... think
1: Nicole he, he needs, obviously I don't know what level NWA is at anymore. For me, I think he needs to be more prominent in I don't know, a bigger company. A more a company that's watched more. I think he's really, he's, he's something different. He's a bit more old school than the crop that you have today. I think he'd be, I don't know, I could, I'm, I'm surprised AEW haven't come in for him. Do you know what I mean? He was featured heavily on the All In show.
2: I... I think it's probably because, as you said, he, he's an old school, an old school champion, and I think that's probably why he fits perfectly for NWA. I think he's probably the only one of the only wrestlers on their um, wage bill um, at the moment who's exclusively contract—not not exclusively contract, but is a huge part of um, NWA. He's basically said in shoot interviews before that he feels like he's been burnt a lot by previous companies and rejections from other companies. So if he's found his niche and he said, listen, I really want to get behind this project. And every radio interview you listen to him, he does, he he, he shouts the virtues of this new NWA. So I just think he's in a position where he's happy and he's doing something he believes in. Um, You know, I think that that's the story behind the story.
1: No, if that's what he enjoys, then every power to him. Um, I think obviously, Nikki James make... is in WWE, isn't she? Nikki James—that yeah, is his yeah.
2: wife, isn't it? It is. It isn't. She's also a country singer as well. Um, so she makes a lot of money from obviously record sales. She's quite, from what I believe, she's quite good as well.
1: Yeah. I, if I had a wife who was in WWE, I think I'd try and stay out of WWE as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. Danny, you enjoyed the show more than I did. I, my, my summary of the show is, for me, it was a mediocre, forgettable show. The tournament was terrible, but I enjoyed the two single matches in the second half of the show.
2: I, I really yeah, like Billy. Really Matt. fantastic. He's fantastic. The tournament wasn't what it could have been However, I think the, re- the, the 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 story of the tournament was what we went through before. I'm not gonna go over it again. Um <laughs> great to see it great to see Allison Kay get the NWA women's champion uh, championship. Not a great fan of the actual match. Alders versus Skell was impressive. Um I think it was de- I think it was definitely worth a watch, is the way I put it over. Um Nagata and um, Nagata and Kojima. It was again. It was a short match. However, I thought they laid stuff in. I thought that was a, a, a decent match as well. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's it, to, to each their own. Wrestling subjective. Um, but before I close out here, I just wanted to say, on slightly off topic, I um, I watched the Champions Carnival uh, yesterday. The old Japan. The one of the. It was the. It was. It was actually this tournament was actually started before the G1. I think it was the year before. It runs along the same kind of um, kind of format. If you can find it, go and watch. Um, go and watch the match that uh, that was the final of this tournament. It was absolutely fantastic. Kento Miyahara versus Jake Lee, both being the smallest in Japan, uh, all Japan and the smaller indies. Um, if you got half an hour, mate, go and watch it, and it goes to anyone who's listening as well.
1: Yeah, I'll watch that. Maybe discuss it on Friday's show. Um, hey, I'll make sure. Remind yeah. remind
2: me to watch it tonight. Nobody's at all. As I say, it's a half-hour match. It's uh, very enjoyable, but uh, I'd like to push it out there to anyone who can, uh, who can go and watch it. It's available at the usual places that we use to get wrestling when we don't... You know, that we don't always watch, but uh, yeah, it, definitely have a watch of that. Um, so yeah, that's that, that, that's all I wanted to say, right? Great, Danny. So,
1: yes, yeah, so we've talked about everything. Go and watch. Well, you you've already listened to that great Cody Rhodes promo. Go and watch TNA Homecoming. If you're thinking of buying the Crockett Cup, you Rebellion. can buy the, the Crockett Rebellion. Yeah, I always get them too mixed up, <laughs> don't I? If you're thinking of buying the Crockett Cup. Danny says go and buy it. I myself would highly recommend you get Domino's
2: instead. I didn't say go buy it. I said go watch it.
1: So Danny is encouraging you to go and illegally download this show. Um, Treat yourself to a nice Asda pizza while you're at it. The two match hand in hand. So, yeah, Danny, it's been a pleasure,
2: my friend. (laughs) You've got to get the last word, haven't you? (laughs) Right. Thank you very much for having me, mate. I've, um, I've enjoyed it today, and hopefully we'll see you next, back this time next week. Well, actually, before that, won't we? Um, we'll see you at some point next week reviewing all the week's wrestling.
1: Yeah, go and watch Two Hundred Five live, everyone. It's great. See you later, everyone. See you later, Donny. Cheers, mate, bye
2: asda saving you money
1: every day.